TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands Podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiselled and is proudly part of the Chair Shop Media Group. I am Mags, and with me today, my podcast wife, Mr. Paul Talley. Paul, how are you? Looking very stressed there, looking like you've uh, rushed your picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a last minute, last minute um, revision for this one, but... Um... But I'm used to that after kind of school and college and uni, so it's no problem. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I had my pick sorted weeks ago because I'm prepared. <laughs> well, you know, you know which, which which topic's coming up and when it's coming up. That that is that is very true. But this is a topic that we've uh, we've been looking at doing for a, such a long time. So I already had my picks. Uh, in hand, just needed to, to finish up a little bit of the research. But, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's introduce our guest. And it's someone who, uh, without this guest, uh, I, I, this show wouldn't be a thing. None of the podcasts that I've ever been on would be a thing. He's uh, been one of the most supportive and uh, just one of the, the best people I've, I've had uh, the opportunity to deal with on uh, Wrestling Twitter. Um, if it wasn't for him and Chad, I wouldn't have had a network to to plow my my podcast wares on. Uh, it's the one and only Diesel. Diesel, how are you? I'm doing good. That was a really nice introduction that uh, you gave me there. And I mean, I have to say, likewise, if it wasn't for you guys asking questions on our podcast, I mean, we wouldn't even have started a network. So, really, you should be thanking yourselves. Yeah, because I, I do every day. Because I'm <laughs> absolutely awesome. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> But honestly, if it wasn't for you guys taking a chance on on my uh, idea of a podcaster uh, without any kind of a, not even a, a pilot episode, you know, it, I wouldn't have even got as far as I did. And I certainly wouldn't have uh, had the, the confidence to be uh, with uh, Paul and doing Badlands. So yeah, this is this is all down to you and you taking a chance on, on little old me. So yeah, I'll always appreciate that. Likewise. So, um, in case someone uh, listening to this show hasn't uh, hasn't heard of a of a view from the top rope or, or doesn't know about Vision News Global Media, I don't know how they don't because we literally mention it every single week. Uh, but yeah, tell us a uh, tell us a little about how you uh, uh, the podcast started now that kind of that uh, manifested into a, a full blown network. Well, if you have never listened to View from the Top Rope, I'm... Like Meg said, what are you doing? Like, seriously, get out there and listen to it. It's a great podcast. It's fan interactive. Like, mm-hmm. we ask for your questions, and that's basically all the podcast is. We answer your questions, and it can be about anything. It doesn't have to be about wrestling. We've answered, like, what kind of underwear we wear before and, like, toiletry questions and, like, anything. So if you haven't listened to the uh, podcast, get out there. We have a whole backlog of 175 episodes on Visionaries Global Media where you can find a number of Meg's other podcasts, which I'm sure you've listened to. But, um, yeah, we started about three years ago and just it kind of manifested into us trying to – we are trying to do segments at first and then we just did this question thing and 
Um, even have a special song for that. And if you don't know it, I'm not going to sing it for you. You have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> and uh, we that uh, we wanted other people to come along on the ride. And we started this network to give other people voices. And we're like uh, CM Punk. We're the voice of the voiceless as the network. Yeah. And uh, you, I remember when you set up a, a little uh, faction for... For oh, yeah. me, me and Paul, we were called the the Tolygons. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty proud of myself coming up with that. To be honest, <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. I I love the way the the, the show evolved because, like as you said, it did start off. You is you had your um the question was actually a segment, wasn't it? And then it it just spawned yeah. out into its own thing, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, we had a number of other segments as well. We did uh, um. Pro history or pro wrestling history 101, which I absolutely hated and Chad loved, but I was the one who had to do all the research. And Chad just sat there and listened to me talk for like an hour. And so, yeah, once uh, we went through a whole year of that, we're like, I'm done with this. So <laughs> that's kind of that, Paul. Uh, yeah. I do the research from our picks and he just sits there and, and just listens, then vetoes. <laughs> the research is the killer. <laughs> I enjoy it once I get into it, but uh, it's, it's it's finding that energy to start the research. So, uh, Diesel, you've been on the on the show previously, way back at the the very beginning of of a uh, of a uh, Badland. So, we already know your uh, Matt Rushmore, the greatest wrestler. So, what we asked from you uh, is the who you think of being the best wrestlers of this this awful awful year of twenty twenty, where um, <laughs> we've not really had that much good wrestling. Who's who's been four people who've kind of stood out for you? Uh, this is in no particular order. You just want me to random blow them all off here? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Johnny Gargano. Every match you put him in, he he's a star. I love Johnny Gargano, and I will argue with anybody that he's the best wrestler out there today. Um, also with Kenny Omega, with the year starting out with him being a face of the tag team with uh, Hangman Page, it was kind of – it was good, but I'm um, really liking his character, the new cleaner that he is right now, and after full gear this past weekend, just, yeah, Kenny Omega is still one of the best in the world. And one who hasn't wrestled much in 2020, I'm going to go with uh, Roman Reigns, just because of the reinvention of Roman Reigns and how he's the head of the table, and it just, like, I can't get enough of this character, and I really like the progression, and, like, I really like uh, what they're doing with it. And last is definitely a wild card, and it might be just because it's fresh in my memory, but uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. Because if you told me one year ago that Eddie Kingston was going to main event a major pay-per-view, I would have been like, you're nuts. I'm not coming on your show. <laughs> it's a good job. I didn't put that in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that he's, he's had an outstanding uh, few months in in AEW. Literally, someone who you ne- who I never thought would get that that chance to 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 be on the big stage, and he's took it and and absolutely ran with it. Paul, have you got a for your four best wrestlers of twenty twenty, or do you want me to go with mine first? No, no, no I'll, go, I'll go with mine. Twenty twenty has been a weird one. Like you said, there's not been a lot of fantastic wrestling out there. And I haven't been able to watch anywhere near as much wrestling as I'd like to. Um, so, so, so thank God there wasn't much out there because <laughs> I would have missed it all. So, so mine's, mine's a little bit eclectic. Um, well, it's not. Well, 
not really but <laughs> uh first one drew mcintyre mm-hmm. um obviously first ever Brit- british wwe champion um had that massive wrestlemania moment unfortunately not in front of anyone but um he still had it and and he, he had a great title had a great title run and uh losing to losing to randy orton there's no shame in that um, so I think it's a really good title run. I think he did as proud, and I think it'll be the first of of many. Um, speaking of, second is Randy Orton. Um, I've just always thought he's 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 Mister Consistent. I've always been a fan of him, but when he turns it up, he really turns it up. And this year, he has done obviously starting in front of fans with Edge. The the work they were doing, the promo work was sensational. Um, then he went, uh, he revived the legend killer for a bit, which was a bit of fun. Then obviously feuded with McIntyre and has now become champion. And, um, even found time in the middle there to, to kind of put over Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's had a fantastic year, Randy Orton. Um, then we'll go over to Japan and I'm going to pick Shizaki Go, uh, who's been, um, the GHC heavyweight champion for, 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 all of 2020 um he's had my favorite match of the year against um fujita which started with an epic 30 minute stare off which is just the most insane thing i've ever seen i've never seen anything like it before um and he's building up to a a really big kind of blow-off feud match with uh with his former tag partner nakajima um at the moment so that's going to be good and then i think diesel's changed my mind i for some reason i didn't put roman reigns on here but um, Roman Reigns has to be on there because the, the, the reinvention of Roman Reigns has been just compelling viewing. Uh, even in the last last few months, it's happened. So that's a that's a great great set of picks. Uh, a little bit different to mine, but one that we we did kind of agree on is Randy Orton. I think uh, after the 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 Edge comeback at the Rumble, uh, the WrestleMania match, uh, the Keith Lee stuff, and 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 looking to end the year as as world champion, I think he has to be on there. Uh, then I've gone with John Moxley. I think he's uh, carried AEW's uh, title scene on his back and made uh, made that title more and more legitimate after taking it off uh, Chris Jericho. Then I've gone for a wild card of a uh, Tachi. I think uh, a son who's who's pretty much everyone's go-to comedy guy, joke wrestler. Uh, uh, nobody gives him the respect he's due. I think he's really kind of stepped it up this year. Uh, pushed into the main picture a little bit, and obviously current tag team champions with uh, with Zack Sabre Jr. And then the last one, I, I couldn't pick between the two, so I've actually gone with them both. It's uh, Bailey and Sasha. Uh, I think their storyline this year has been one of the best that WWE have done for a long, long time. Uh, really emotive, uh, really well played by both ladies, and yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't put one on without uh, picking the other as well. So I've brought the rules a little bit and put them both on. I'm not allowing it. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. And out of the two, if you, I mean, putting a gun to my head, I'd pick Bailey just because she's had the biggest change in character and I really was resistant to accepting it. Uh, and I have done it. I see her as a really good heel now. So if I were to pick, I'm not doing, I'm picking them both. But if I were to pick, Bailey would be just ahead. Bad luck, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a good four. That's a really good pick. Five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Rens, a.k.a. Ray Cash of the Outsider's Edge. I'm here with my boy, Kyle. And I got a question for you, man. All right, shoot. 
what would you say are your four worst, your Mount Rushmore of worst edge guests? Ooh, that's a tough one. The Mount Rushmore of worst edge guests. It's pretty easy. It should just be two people. I mean, nah, 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 nah. The the three worst guests in the history of the Outsiders Edge are obviously Caleb, Carl, <laughs> Caleb, Carl, and Mags, right? Well, I mean, Darren's trash. You know, Darren, and we can't even shout out Paul Talley because he's never been on the damn show. I mean, but- it's good for us. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, I guess we can shout out the fact that Badlands Podcast, part of the Cherish Radio Network, check it out. We love the show. Uh, always listen, man. Cherish family, we're here for you. 100%. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to do it. And I mean, if Darren were here, we know one thing he would say to my Mount Rushmore, and that is he has a He big, would veto that shit. Fat veto for that shit. But he's not here. So I said what I said. You want to come on the show and defend yourself. You know where to find your boys. If you don't like that, we don't give up. Fuck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the chair shot. So, guys, uh, the main topic is uh, one that we uh, on Badlands have been waiting to do for, for so, so long. It got brought up uh a long, long time ago. I think it was by a foul original. Uh, and it's one that instantly I knew what my picks would be. Uh, we And when Diesel came on, obviously, we've uh, they have a, a segment on uh, View from the Top Road where they, they talk about WrestleCrate. Uh, it, it made perfect sense. Uh, with WrestleCrate, you get a lot of, uh, of merchandise, sometimes wacky merchandise. And uh, the topic we're going to go with is the Mount Rushmore of wacky or weird merchandise. So, Diesel, what is your first pick on your Mount Rushmore of wacky or weird merchandise? I just want to preface before I give you my first one. Um, I thought there was a number of ways that I could go about this. I could, like, do research and find out the wackiest things I ever put out there. But I decided to go with things that I actually physically own. And uh, three of them came from WrestleCrate, and one of them I've gotten as a gift. But um, the first one I'm going to go with came from Russell Crate. It was like a, a coaster. It was a disc coaster that had a picture of the best friends on there. And not only was it a coaster, it had a little slot towards the like edge of it that is also a bottle opener. So not only is it wacky, it's uh, very useful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That, that doesn't sound very multi-useful. It kind of reminds me of one that uh, when I was researching one of my picks, uh, I found others in the same kind of category, and I found a flip-flop, which also has a bottle opener on the bottom of it. Oh, wow. Who's that? Yeah. Is that... Um, uh, what's his name? Flip-flop boy. What's his name? No, it, it wasn't a wrestling one. It was just... Uh, I think it was a, a, like a, a surfing company. Oh, okay. So if you're having like beach parties and you you want to impress someone whip off your smelly flip-flop and open a beer. It's a great idea. Delicious. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a that's a, a great pick. Um, Paul, do you want to go first on this, or do you want uh, do you want me to go first? Go on, I'll take it. We'll build up the uh, suspense for uh, what, what I hope is coming. <laughs> right. I'm going to go to 1993. 
and Night uh, Night Three saw um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Nasty Boys, Macho Man Randy Savage, Tatanga, Undertaker, Big Boss Man, and the then WWF Champion Bret Hart all come together with Simon Cowell to record WrestleMania the album. Oh. I own uh, like oh. Diesel. I own this. I own WrestleMania the album on cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> um and it is just it's just the weirdest listening experience as a wrestling fan i think you can you can have even weirder than jim johnston's uncaged if you've heard that um it was essentially those set of wrestlers cutting promos over backing tracks of slap bass and kind of stock water stock stock waterman and aching uh beats um it's really bizarre um starts off with the the wrestlemania theme which is obviously decent enough you know whoa oh they, they used that for years for wrestlemania when they played it you knew it was coming so that was a good track um there's one questionable moment on it um which is well two questionable moments in fact the fact that the very first line in that song is are you ready for survivor series in, in the, the song, song for wrestlemania in the song for wrestlemania the very first line uh, is uh, are you ready for survivor series and uh, there's a part in there where the Nasty Boys uh, warn the listener that you're going to get nasty stuff down your right, right down your throats all the way through 1993. Mm, that's weird. That's um, disgusting. And <laughs> as far as I remember, it didn't didn't happen, so it wasn't true either. <laughs> so also lying as well. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, as good as track that was, it's, it's once you once you uh, go go beyond the title track and get into the deep cuts is where is where the magic happens. Um, I, I didn't mention as well. But Big Boss Man is great on the WrestleMania track, as oh, he's I great in everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, Big Boss Man's line is: "Ever since I was a little bitty boy, <laughs> little bitty boy, I love that." I wanted to do one thing and one thing only. Um, at be a law enforcement officer. Treat other people how you want to be treated. Try to walk the straight and narrow. That's the only way to survive in this life. So, so. Truer words have never been spoken. I know, but what happened to Big Boss Man? He was, he was so virtuous when singing that line. And uh, as we all know, as we discussed many times, what he went on to do to, to poor Big Show and uh, Al Snow. Uh, he lost his way a bit there. Um, so we go into the deeper cuts. First, we get Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who, again, it, it doesn't sing. It's more talking. And his, his one's weird because he kind of just explains his preparation process for a match um, as if he's talking to like Louis Farouk or something. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, not even, it's not even a promo. It's just it, it, he says uh, he says something like, um, oh, the guy, I know the guy is probably trying to make a name against me so i'm a little bit apprehensive bizarre that's that's followed by a kind of unremarkable nasty boy stomp which sounds like the inspector gadget theme it like that yeah uh then we then we have the ps de la resistance i can't speak french um never been a right time to say goodbye by brett the hitman Hart. And this is a a, a spoken a spoken love ballad by Brett the Hitman Hart, complete with like a Pete Waterman vocal group chorus. Um, it's like a Jason Donovan song, but with Brett Hart talking over it. Brett Hart was the WWF champion at this time, and he and he and he did this. Uh, my favorite line: 
I know lies will only hurt her, and I could never deceive her in that way. But either way, she'll end up crying. Oh. <laughs> very very prophetic, considering what happened to him and how he left the WBF. True, yeah. I Next bit. And uh, Survivor Series 97 happened. Yeah. Exactly. Watch out for Survivor Series. Are you ready for Survivor Series? It was all in there. Oh, it was all in there four years on. You think it's like an Illuminati wrestling yeah. thing. Simon Cowell knew every angle for the next 10 years. <laughs> uh, next was The Undertaker, who just kind of professed sinister growled threats over a really early 90s funky beat, like the theme tune Sister Sister or something. Um, that was an interesting one. Uh, and then the whole album is is rounded off again by our favorite big boss man um in kind of like a, a kenny loggins-esque wonderfully kind of homoerotic tune about why he wanted to become a law enforcement officer all in all fantastic album i don't i don't even know why i'm putting it forward how this ever came to be i don't know it's like simon cowell's one of his first projects in music was to create wrestlemania the album and, and, he, and he went on to be one of the richest men in in entertainment he did this flopped and then he found robson and jerome yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow but uh, if you if you haven't heard wrestlemania the album go seek it out it is it's just unreal i've listened to it most of today wow i'm i'm tempted to veto it because you didn't mention uh the best wf song ever slam jam Oh, the, the link I found to it today, Slam Jam wasn't on there. Oh, um, it was it was region locked. It's obviously too good for too good for Britain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it, it can stay on. It's a, an outstanding pick. Um, Diesel, have you got the WrestleMania album? I didn't even know it existed. To be honest with you, this is a mind blowing moment for me. <laughs> Straight to YouTube after this. It's genius. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Straight onto Spotify. <laughs> it reminds me of, do you remember the Simpsons did an album? We'd like do the Bartman and that. I think they did a few. Yeah, that must have been a Simon Cowell project as well. It, it, all the beats sounded exactly the same as the Simpsons album. Just which lifted I, from Which exactly. I also owned. Yeah. Oh, Paul. I thought you had decent music taste. Clearly, I was very, very much mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like eight. <laughs> I, also, I had a tape around about the same time. I had a tape with um, Karma Chameleon on loop for like the whole 90 minutes of the tape. What, even when you flipped the tape over, it just carried on? Yeah. Yeah. I just recorded Karma Chameleon over and over and over again. <laughs> what, what possessed you? Who hurt you as a child? <laughs> I think it was the Nasty Boys. <laughs> you get something nasty in your throat. <laughs> All through night night three. But Terrible, we don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> we've repressed those memories. <laughs> so with that note, Diesel, let's go to you for your for your second pick, sir. Don't you have to do one? I I'll do mine next. Okay. Me and Paul oh. me and Paul sharing about Rushmore. We only do two each. We, we, we the guests do all the work. Yeah. Okay, well, I got, I got another one. So, speaking of music, in one of the wrestle kits that I got, got uh, these red earbuds, and they were Rock and Roll Express themed. And, I mean, they were just normal earbuds, but Rock and Roll Express on the case, Rock and Roll Express on the little 
thing behind the speaker on the earbud. It just I thought um, it was really interesting. And actually, it, they came in use because I was actually looking for earbuds the other day ago and found uh, these sitting in my box. So They sound actually quite awesome. I don't I think do. that, that's weird at all. Um, my, my missus is addicted to watching uh, um, uh, crane uh grabbing machine games on, on uh, YouTube and uh, one of the accounts she watches, he gets a lot of it, he, he got uh, some McDonald's one and they were like a, a little packet of fries on the back of your ears. <laughs> she's not here to defend herself, but she's addicted to what? Do you know like crane grabbing games where you like control a crane and they they go down and they grab like a teddy and then... Like in the, like in the arcades? Yeah. Okay. Are you calling Mrs. Mags a weirdo? Because I will tell her. Not at all. <laughs> Is she just as addicted to playing them or just prefers to save her money and watch it? I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> we don't play it. We, we don't have like an area where we go to to play them. She just likes to watch, I suppose. Fair enough. Yeah, she she's weird. I'll 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 admit that she's a weirdo. I'm sure she got plenty she, of secrets about you. What you like to watch <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> and with that, I'll definitely go to man first pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now should I go with the pick that that we're all waiting for, or should I leave? Should I leave that and tease it for the end? Well, I, I I've deliberately not got not gone for it because so so you won't have to worry about me stealing it. Or will you? I'm no, not you, worried. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take us on a trip back to 2002, October the 7th, 2002. And that was the start of one of uh, the most ridiculed wrestling stories uh, of all time. So on Raw of October the 7th, we got a Raw roulette match where the WWE Tag Team Champions Kane and the Hurricane had to defend the belts in a, a TLC four-team match against Spark and Bubba Ray Dudley, Christian and Jericho and Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So prior to the match, Hurricane actually got attacked backstage, meaning that Kane was all on his own in defending those titles. But against the odds, uh, the Big Red Machine was able to uh, to pull off the victory, uh, but it was actually interrupted post-match by Triple H and Ric Flair, who revealed as they were the ones who attacked Hurricane. And they also revealed a secret, a dark secret, 
that Kane was actually a murderer. So then we come to the next week and Kane reveals uh, details of what happened. Uh, he, and, uh, he and his girlfriend, Katie Vick, had had a little bit too much to drink and uh, Kane lost control of the wheel. And whilst he uh, survived and was, but was badly hurt, she unfortunately passed away. So we go then to the, the next episode of Raw, the 21st of October, when uh, we get the most infamous footage in uh, in WWE history, when we uh, see Triple H in a in a cane mask, uh, having sex with a fake body, dressed in a cheerleader outfit, in a casket. And if you remember, that episode ended with uh, Kane kidnapping Triple H by throwing him in the boot of his car uh, with the final words of... Uh, Saying I'm now I'm going to screw you. Uh, <laughs> the WWE writing has been as good as ever. Uh, so then we get to the 28th of October, and this uh, this storyline uh, had to die a very very quick death, and that pun was absolutely intended. Um, so Triple H was uh, entering the storyline with uh, Shawn Michaels, and the the Katie Vick stuff needed to be wrapped up. So Trips brought the uh, the casket and the fake Katie Vick dead body into the ring in a in an effort to mock Kane. But Hurricane appeared on the ramp, and we got more footage. Uh, this time it was a doctor's surgery with a, a guy in a Triple H mask getting an enema. Uh, so this led to a main event of the show of, of Kane versus Triple H in a casting match, which uh, was won by Kane when Triple H was uh, super kicked by Shawn Michaels, uh, which meant that Kane was able to, to close the casket and win the match. Now that, to me, uh, doesn't relate to merchandise uh, that much, uh, but I've actually mentioned the, the merchandise in, in that little rundown of the angle. Uh, now, is the merchandise the cane mask or is it the Triple H mask? No, obviously it's not. It's the cheerleader costume. <laughs> so it was a blue uh, and white frilled uh, top and skirt complete with uh, matching pom-poms. And uh, just to go a bit more weird and to like, really cement how, how awful this was, uh, the guys over at WrestleCrap.com actually bought one of the one of the outfits and it, it actually came with a lot more than the skirt, the top and the pom-pom. So what I've done is I've I've took what the article that they wrote and I'm literally going to read it verbatim because I, there's no way my words can give this the justice it deserves. So it got, starts with, I opened one of the first baggies uh, the one that says all sand scribbled on it, apparently by a three-year-old with his first Crayola. And this is what I found. One bra and no less than four pairs of panties. <laughs> all, all sand by wrestling's equivalent to the Antichrist, Triple H. <laughs> so for, for all those sickos out there, you know who you are. You will be glad to know that our favourite deceased pom-pom pom gal was a 36C, even though she looked much smaller on TV. She also had very weird feet, apparently, as the socks included, and there were six pairs of them in the bag. In the next bagger, ranged from stockings that Andre the Giant could have put in both feet <laughs> to a pair so dinky it wouldn't have fit. Sky Lolo's pinky toe. I have no idea who Sky Lolo is, and I assume he has no pinky toe. Um, 
They also received a certificate of authenticity signed by Linda McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> this is where WrestleCrate outdo themselves. You know what would have been really great? If she had actually signed a pair of the panties. <laughs> Imagine how much some Linda McMahon signed panties would go for on eBay. <laughs> The highlight was actually the outfit itself. <laughs> oh, it actually looks very well made. Perhaps if I lost one hundred and fifty pounds and my penis, I could dance around in it <laughs> to the delight of no one. <laughs> As I scattered everything across my floor, I looked at my bounty: one cheerleader outfit, three pom poms. I dare not even ask how she waved the third one. (laughs) Four pairs of panties. (laughs) A bra signed by the worst wrestler of all time and six pairs of socks. So the first one I'm putting forward is Katie Vick's cheerleader costume, underwear and socks. (laughs) Why Why so many panties and socks? Why sand by Triple H? <laughs> Trips, we need you to sand these panties. I had no idea where you were going with this at all. I thought we were doing story time with Megs for a minute, but um, I'll say that's worth it. And you're putting all mine to shame. I, I can't beat that, so I can only imagine what your next one is. <laughs> that's so who's, who, did WWE, I assume WWE sold that. WWE if you signed by Linda McMahon. It was no, it was not the the certificate of authenticity was signed by Linda McMahon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, the 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 stuff was signed by Triple H, including <laughs> the bra and the panties. So Kane didn't sign any of it. Obviously not. It, maybe he was still hurting. Maybe it was like too raw for him. <laughs> <laughs> Could you get Triple H's um, enema pipe or whatever it is? <laughs> Would you want it? <laughs> I'm sure someone would. But, Paul, does that stay on the Mount Rushmore of weird wrestling memorabilia? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's incredible. I can't believe the, the, the WWF sold it. Yeah. I thought it was from some like weird sicko website or something. The fact that WWE sold it, is uh, that, that's what keeps it on there, definitely. So let's go to you, Diesel. For your third pick, I'm just dumbfounded right now. I just I don't even know. Diesel's <laughs> like, I wish I didn't agree to come on this episode. Now. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess I'll keep on chugging along. I got nothing that compares to that. My next one is also came out of a wrestling crate, and it was a wrestling fan. It was a little fan you just plugged into your phone, and it just blew air at you. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? that that's a, a little bit of a come down from uh, some, <laughs> some sand worn panties from KB. Well, it's like, it's like a good pay per view. Like, you have a big match, yeah. you have the crowd super invested. You need to, like, bring them down so you can bring them back up for the main event. That's what, that, that's what, that's yeah. what you asked me to be on the show for, isn't it? It's the perfect palate cleanser for the, for the horrific merchandise that we're going to come up with. <laughs> Was it shaped? Like a wrestling fan? No, I just said wrestling fan on it. So I just, oh, it w- it wasn't a fan. Yeah, so that's why I thought it was weird. It would have made more sense if it was shaped like a wrestling fan. But no, just a little fan said wrestling fan on it. Oh, that, that see, that would have been a good pun. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you guys picked the wrong guest for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've picked, I think we've picked the perfect guest because we get to inform you of this, this horrific merchandise that you're, you're missing out on, Diesel. Add to your collection. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if not for me, I can get them for Chad. Christmas is coming up. Mm. Exactly. He'll, he'll like my next pick. Believe you me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, your, your next pick as well is, is obviously the the gift. So the keeps next, on giving. The next one is uh, you're going to call someone out for their gift. So look forward to that one. Do you want my next one? Go for it. Okay. Right. I'm going to head to uh, the UK again. Um, and we're going to we're going to head past kind of Simon Cowell's big mansion in Surrey, paid for by Leona Lewis's A Moment Like This and Bret Hart's Never Been a Right Time to Say Goodbye. <laughs> All hits. And instead, we're going to head to the Danbury Mint, uh, where 100% satisfaction is always guaranteed. Now, the, the Danbury Mint, for anyone who's not, not familiar with it, is uh, you usually find it on the back page of your TV guide, if you still buy a, a TV guide. And they kind of sell... All sorts of like celebratory coins and uh, uh, teddy bears and plates, basically celebrating fucking anything that's ever happened that that's remotely interesting. Um, but most freakishly of all, they sell porcelain dolls, and uh, this one is absolutely terrifying. Uh, they made a porcelain doll version of uh, The Rock and China, which weren't that bad, but stone cold steve austin um which is just an, a horrifying image in itself if you if you were to google it um it cost 110 dollars plus Jeez. plus postage and packaging that danbury mints in the uk so i guess they had to ship it over to america um but 110 dollars and yeah it's a it's a baby um complete with like a cherubic face but a stone cold steve austin scowl um gold necklace vest the smoking skull title belt um it's it's just inexplicable it's inexplicable what wrestling fan would buy a porcelain doll yeah, of the, stone cold steve austin it's, they're, they're horrible it's terrible it's terrible um and i'd look at their um look at what else they offered they also offered a um a, a stone cold steve austin celebratory plate um <laughs> And if you flip the plate over, it's complete with the warning, not for food, may poison food. (laughs) (laughs) It it didn't even serve the most basic requirement of a plate. Um, I suppose you could smash it and it'd make the the stone cold noise. So that'd be right. One time. (laughs) Just one one time. You'd cry if you that one time was your your porcelain doll of Steve Austin, wouldn't it? If that was the smash. No. Um, I've had a look at their current offerings, the Danbury Mint. Um, they've got a 35th anniversary Doc and Marty McFly teddy bears. Um, if that, that takes your fancy, at £249. They've got um, a Celtic FC nine titles in a row watch for £200. No. And they've got a... You love this. You love this one. But a 20th anniversary plaque, coin, and stamp set of Princess Diana. Uh, 
I'm not sure what that's the 20-year anniversary of because she's been dead for 23. So I d- don't know don't know what this maybe 20 years of decomposing i don't know um but this is so much fun to be had at the danbury mint get yourself on danbury mint and uh get yourself a celebratory item like a stone cold steve austin porcelain doll wow i I was all for vetoing it uh but i'm not gonna because porcelain dolls are the most horrible thing in the world. You can't sit in a room without it looking at you. No matter where you go, their eyes follow you. So, yeah. And imagine that was Stone Cold Steve Austin's eyes. Like, you know. <laughs> just Stone Cold's eyes just following you around. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's a good pick and it's staying on, so no veto from me this week, Paul. Oh, excellent. So, Diesel... Have you got a Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, porcelain doll in your collection? It's, it's about the only thing I'm missing in my collection. I have oh. a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin merch, but I'm missing the porcelain doll. And I need one of those plates. And I wonder if those if that was the plate Deborah was serving her cookies on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, wow. A plate that isn't for food. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> wow so Diesel let's go to you and, and round off your uh, your Matt Rush of, of weird uh, wrestling merchandise okay, so my last one is a gift that I actually got last year for Christmas from my future father-in-law and uh, it was a pair of socks and I didn't see it coming at all and I'm they're like black ankle socks and on the bottom there's writing one sock it says do not disturb as a wrestling ring on another one says I'm watching wrestling and it's great because every time like I'm watching wrestling and I'm wearing these socks and my fiance walks in the room I just kick up my foot it's do not disturb and then I kick up my other foot I'm watching wrestling get out of here <laughs> they, they sound awesome I mean, if you, you put your feet up on the table you don't need to kick your socks up just exactly. point to them and they're already there yeah. you're Brilliant. All all yours have, have not even been weird. They've been actually pretty awesome awesome stuff that I'd actually like to own. Yes, they're not weird. They're more unusual. Yeah. It's basically a great start to kit for just sitting down and watching wrestling. You've got your, yeah. your <laughs> beer opener, your socks. You've got a fan to keep yourself cool. I was worried when you said he got you some socks and there was some writing on the bottom. It was going to be Triple H's signature. <laughs> 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 and one giant over sock and one really small sock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that wrestling there's absolutely nothing wrong with wrestling socks. I love wrestling socks. Um shall we do it, Paul? Shall we go for the 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 reason this show is even a thing? Don't you dare disappoint me. So I'm and I'm I'm guessing Diesel has no clue what the uh what the, the, the pick is going to be. So I'm, I'm actually going to just, I'm going to try and keep it as low-key as I can. So in uh, 2007, a member of the uh, somethingawful.com forums wrote a post rem- reminiscing about a, a, a piece of wrestling merch. So somethingawful.com is kind of a, a website that uh, deals with uh, weird corners of the internet, things like uh, memes, 
uh, images, stuff like that. Like, n- nothing kind of like really horrific, but just funny stuff that people uh, just post on there. And, um, so we get a, a, a member called Andrew Miller, and he re- he has this vague, vague memory of uh, seeing an advertisement for some Hulk Hogan themed memorabilia. Specifically, a, a pair of trainers or sneakers, as uh, as Diesel would call them. Um, but obviously, a pair of trainers wouldn't be uh, unique enough to to be on this list. So they can't just be be re- regular shoes. These shoes had a, a very unique feature. So inside the sole of the shoe, there was a drawer. Uh, what you could pull out. And uh, you could store uh, little bits of meat in in the in the base of the shoe to keep warm whilst you were on the go. So things like uh, ham or beef jerky, <laughs> <laughs> beef jerky, or even a broken up Slim Jim. You could have it all neatly tucked away in the in the sole of your shoe, ready for when you wanted a taster. <laughs> And definitely not sweaty feet smelling snack. So uh, Andrew said in the post that he spoke to his friends and his family, but no one remembered the, the advert or even remembered the shoes. He looked to the internet to help, uh, help him prove that he wasn't uh, going mental and that he was dreaming up these uh, these meat shoes in, in the early 90s. And he actually even drew a rudimentary example of what the, he remembered the shoes to look like. So he was uh, he was mocked quite rightly in this thread uh, by all the other forum members who were calling him crazy, except one member, one user called Happy Go Lumpy. He claimed to be a shoe designer, uh, but he also remembered the product. He asked around his friends in the industry and and found that one of them worked on celebrity licensed footwear uh, and sent him a blueprint design with uh, the model number, the description, the release date, and all the details about the materials, colours, uh, dimensions of the shoe. Uh, they actually look very similar to uh, an Adidas Superstar, you know, the, the ones with the shell kind of toe design, but it had two air vents in the, for the meat chamber, a pull-down door so you could pull the drawer out, the drawer that obviously holds the meaty goodness. So this actually sparked this thread into life and uh, there were quite a few attempts to to bring this product into reality. Uh, and that's where I found the image of the uh, the flip-flop that had a that had a, a bottle opener on. There's someone also had a, a MacGyver-style flip-flop that had a lockable safe in the bottom of his sole. Uh, but then a user called Dino Zombies Go Raw went into full-on manufacturing mode. So this guy, and I'll, I'll I'll send you guys the link to this because it's fucking brilliant. He goes through every part of his process with our high-res photos. So he takes an old pair of trainers, he slices a section out of the sole with a, a Stanley knife that he uh, has lovingly called Stabby. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he finishes the job with a hacksaw, then he uh, makes a draw out of a block of wood, which he, uh, he bears out with a router, Paints them red and yellow, in obviously in honour of the Hulkster, but he was not happy at stopping there. He proceeded to put the shoes on, wear them to his local store, bought some beef jerky, 
filled up his shoes with his with his meaty treats and then walked home. And then once he got home, he ate some of the shoe jerker and said it was both warm and delicious. Um, <laughs> What's his name? He's called Dino Zombies Go Raw. Dino Zombies Go Raw. He's definitely killed. So the original poster, the uh, Andrew Miller said that he was absolutely blown away by Dino Zombies' efforts and actually honoured him by declaring him a real American. So, yeah, my final pick is the Hulk Hogan meat warming shoes. It's just so good. It's so good. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. Would Would you have a pair? Definitely. Definitely. Would you would you make your own pair now that the plans are out there to do so? Well, I don't have I don't I don't have a stabby. <laughs> so uh <laughs> I need to get the get the tools first. Question is what 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 would poison you first? Um meat warmed up in the sole of your shoe or um some called Steve Austin's poisonous plate? <laughs> I think I fe- I feel the meat in a shoe would be more of a long-term illness. <laughs> yeah. I think the poisonous plate will kill you pretty instantly. <laughs> it's it's unreal. I just I, I wish I'd known about it at the time because I I would get a pair. Well, there's nothing stopping you making your own. Hulk Hogan put his name to some some good shit. <laughs> I think I think this beats Pastamania by Pastamania. a long long way. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But does it stay on? Of course it stays on. <laughs> it was what this episode was built around. <laughs> so did anybody have any uh, any um, honourable mentions or any alternates? Okay. No. <laughs> I, I had the, um, the Daniel Bryan bearded cap. The bearded cap? Bearded cap. I don't know if you've seen this. So kind of... At the, at the height of the the guest movement, at the height of his popularity, obviously Daniel Bryan's merchandise was flying off the shelves. Uh, caps are pretty cool, aren't they? You're actually you're wearing one there. John Cena wears one, so they thought we'll make a Daniel Bryan cap. But what what um, to make it Daniel Bryan's cap? We're gonna we're gonna attach a beard to it. Now, obviously, you'd think if someone said that to me, I'm thinking, right, has he got like a chin strap that looks like a beard? So you pull it on and then like a kid can look like Daniel Bryan, can't they? But no, the peak, the peak was made of beard. The peak was beard. The peak was beard. Brown, brown, like dog hair. Battered. Yeah. I, I mean, it's unreal. I, I, and if you think about it, most wrestling fans kind of are already bearded. So it, if they would wear that, it would just look like they've got a big, circle beard all around their face like <laughs> like a wookie or something that's actually interesting because one of my alternates was also a beard related it was a uh, an eric young uh plastic beard uh from his time in tna when he was uh the world champion uh tna released uh beard uh merchandise him used uh t-shirts with uh Fear the beard and free the beard and angry beard, uh, but yeah, they uh, they brought out a plastic, glittery beard that fans could wear. Uh, it the worst thing about it was that it had no markings that showed it was anything to do with very young. So it would have just looked literally looked like an idiot wearing a plastic beard in a crowd for no reason whatsoever. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So that was one. I also had um, the WWE pizza print. Um, oh, I've seen this, yeah. Have you seen these, Diesel? I too, yeah. Yeah, uh, where you could stick a, a, a disc of edible paintings of wrestlers and they would melt into the cheese of your pizza. Uh, which means you could uh, stretch the face of, of of the likes of The Undertaker, John Cena, and even, weirdly enough, masked, unmasked Kane, who had a, a very warped face anyway, so who wouldn't want to eat a more deformed piece as, as the cheese stretches out and uh, you take a bite of Kane watching you? Yeah, so they were my two alternates. It's insensitive, really, kind of melting Kane, isn't it? <laughs> Hasn't he been through enough? Especially with uh, his girl's panties uh, on the market. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This has been everything I thought this episode would be. Uh, Diesel, uh, what we need from you now, sir, is a, a topic for a future guest. What uh, what kind of Mount Rushmore would you like to, to hear about? Like I had something, but like I, I lost it after this episode. I, I my brain hurts from the panties to the shoes. It just I can't even remember what my uh, original idea was. Mm. <laughs> um, let's do um, Mount Rushmore of. I'm going to do a random year. Pay-per-views of 1996. It can be WCW, WWE, WWF at the time, whatever. I don't think we've ever had that. I think we've, we've, we've had the year we're currently in, but I don't think we've ever had yeah, that specific year. I like that. I just picked a random year. <laughs> we've, we've had like wrestling years as well where people have like said which has been their, their favourite year in wrestling. But yeah, that's a really good idea to have a pay-per-views of, of a certain year uh, great topic diesel uh where where can all the badlands listeners uh find you where can they find uh view from the top rope and visionaries global media yes you can uh follow me on twitter at diesel underscore vftr i uh, can follow our podcast view from the top rope at view from top rope um so you can send in your podcast to uh, visionariesglobalmedia at gmail.com and uh, we'll get them reviewed and it's like almost a sure thing you'll be added to the network. Just ask Megs. Oh, how difficult of a process is it? It's, it's not difficult at all, but uh, in saying that, absolutely if, you, if you've got an idea for a podcast and you, and you need a home for it, uh, there's not many better places to be than Visionaries Global Media. The support that, that I get from there on a daily basis is, is unreal. These guys are absolutely awesome and some of the best people I've ever met on wrestling Twitter. So, yeah, definitely get involved with them. Definitely go and check out their content. It's, it's way more classy than our stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Mr. Toller. Your yeah. time. My time. Should, should I give him the sick? Oh, sorry. Oh, frog in my throat. <laughs> I've been getting too good at this outro, so my body's stopping me, physically stopping me from doing it now. <laughs> should I give him the six commandments? Let's do it. Let's do it. So first off, head over to Twitter. Give us a follow at Dej Kirkby. At, that's at D-E-J Kirkby and at Rain Counter. 
give us a follow. We'll follow you back and, and let us know kind of, there must be so much crazy merch out there that, that we haven't touched upon and we, and we don't know about. So drop us, a, drop us a, drop us a tweet um, telling us about all the good stuff we missed. Um, then once you've done that, head over to your favorite podcast provider and hit subscribe on uh, visionaries global media um on shooting the sports ish on five nerds go and of course on uh cheer shop cheer shot media group and across those channels you'll find all sorts of uh varied podcasts both with uh with me on with with darren on uh and from loads of other brilliant content creators as well like diesel here feed from the top rope um loads of good stuff keep you entertained for the rest of your life basically um that's the... <laughs> and you can find um all all your hard-hitting um pro wrestling news and opinion over at the cheershot.com i'm off to go tuck into some some meat that's been cooking in my shoe i listen to wrestlemania the album <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a way to end it now. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.